0: We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equippers Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. I hope you had an awesome afternoon and that uh, your hearts are just um, excited tonight. And we're going to continue to, to speak on the theme of faith tonight. And um, my personal prayer is that we would leave this place and having a bigger faith than what we had when we walked in, that that would increase in our lives, that we would be able to take bold steps as we walk out, Um, because I know that two things, it doesn't take much long for us to actually be challenged to, to just take a step of faith. I think from a small distance, just from here to the door, we'll probably be challenged to do something that's contrary to our will. And that in itself requires faith. And to just sort of do, yeah, something that we don't want it to do. But also, I know that our faith is going to increase because in Romans, it says that faith comes and it comes from hearing the word of God. And today, as we unpack some scripture, I pray that um, our faith would grow. So my intention is to share some thoughts and hopefully lead us to some grappling. And, um, and hopefully, at the end of it, that you would go to God for a fresh revelation. Because as much as I'm going to share a revelation of, of my own, um, nothing beats your own personal revelation. And so let my revelation simply stir you to seek God and to attain from God a revelation that will then sustain you, that will then take you on, on a journey like it has taken me on a journey. Um, and so I just really want to first acknowledge the, the last few weeks that we've been having at church. Um, I don't know if you've been here um, in the last couple of weeks, but man, Pastor Will and um, Pastor Desiree this morning, they've just really unpacked Scripture in a, in a whole different level. Uh, Pastor Will has been talking about um, having a burden um, placed on us, and if you actually weren't here, I would strongly encourage you to go to SoundCloud and listen to those podcasts and listen to those messages um, and also Pastor Desiree this morning she um, she brought uh, again a message about just having a surrendered soil and um, if you miss that go to go to um, Soundcloud and listen to it. Because this morning she brought that, um, and I don't think it's, you know, I was quite surprised when she started to speak about surrendered soil, because my message today is actually about bringing some seeds into those soils. And so um, it just really sort of ties in together, and then I don't know, maybe God knew something about it, Uh, but that's just the way that it sort of worked out. And, And so, yeah, you'll see what I mean very shortly as I go into it. But um, before, you know, I start, I just really believe that um, whatever it is that God is challenging you on or whatever God will challenge you on as you go into your week, as you go into your month and your year, um, I just really want to encourage you that you have all that he has asked you of. May there be more time. You have enough. You have enough. It may be um, more of your talent. Maybe He's asking you to serve more in the life of the church or even serve someone at your workplace. Can I just tell you that you've got all that God is asking of you. It may not seem like you do, but you do. Because again, going back into what Pastor Will actually preached, God does not put a burden that doesn't fit you. And it fits you uniquely, not someone else. And so although you may feel like you may not be ready for it, you are ready for it. Because the thing God asks us to outwork is fitted uniquely to you. Um, and often what happens is that there are difficulties. There are difficulties of outworking those things. Um, there are struggles. And, um, and maybe that tends to discourage us. Oh, that's not for me. I'm not the right person for it. But let me tell you, that is where faith comes in. It's when the things don't align that you need God to come through. And that actually, if anything, is um, an encouragement to say that it's a God thing. And so just step into it and know that God is with you. Because God will always lead us to be countercultural. Um, and today my first scripture is in Matthew 10. And if the team could throw that up, I've chosen to actually uh, read from the message version simply because it brings a perspective that for me was, was just something out of, out of this world. He says, don't think I've come to make life cozy. I've come to cut, make a sharp knife cut between son and father, daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law, cut through those cozy domestic arrangements and free you For God. I just want to stop there on that first part. I think God was actually trying to be quite purposeful here. Um, When Jesus spoke these words, He actually went to the very thing that we can at times use as an excuse, our family. And so God was just saying here, you know, I came to actually um, take that sort of cozy domestic arrangement out of the picture and to free you from those ties. Because Look what's going to happen next. Well, well well-meaning family members can be your worst enemy. If you prefer father or mother over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer son or daughter over me, you don't deserve me. Again, I think God was just saying, hey, I'm the priority here. I am the priority here. And if we can go to the next scripture team. Is there another line? If you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin. You don't deserve me. If your first concern is to look after yourself, you never find yourself. If your first concern is to look after yourself, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you will find both yourself and me. Next. We are intimately linked in this harvest work. Anyone who accepts what you do accepts me, the one who, ex- who sent you. Anyone who accepts what I do accepts my Father who sent me. Accepting a messenger of God is as good as being God's messenger. Accepting someone's, helping, accepting someone's help is as good as giving someone help. This is a large work I've called you into. But don't be overwhelmed by it. It's best to start small. Give a cool cup of water to someone who is thirsty, for instance. The smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a true apprentice. You won't lose out on a thing. How packed is that scripture? God is calling us to work. And at the very end there, he's saying that he'll give us all we need and that we will lose nothing. We won't miss out on nothing. You see, when it comes to faith, and I said that I was going to speak a little bit about seeds. Um... I may have shared this in previous messages or in previous times with different people. But we bought an apple tree a few years ago in Cromwell. And we decided to plant that tree in front of our house. And at first, we were really good. We watered it. We fed it some fertilizers. We were going. We were really, really you know, and sort of cheering for that apple tree to grow, give us some apples. And we were so excited about it. And so we were looking after it. But then the first year came, and who knows that we're, we're living in a, in a time that we want things like that. We want things ready, right? So the first year, we were, we were expecting fruits, you know. But then we found out that at least two or three years for an apple tree to actually give its first fruit. In and Anyways, and we didn't actually see much come out of that tree. It didn't take much form. It didn't grow m- much. And so slowly, we stopped doing what we were doing really well at the beginning, which was basically feeding it and watering it. And so I, personally, I, I, I simply neglected the tree, And, um, and nothing happens you know for, for much long. Um, and what we didn't know is that the tree was still getting whatever it needed, because we were surprised on, on last summer, I think, with an apple. Six years, Six years afterwards <laughs> we had an apple. You know, something was still feeding that tree. That tree was still growing. And you know, um, maybe, perhaps, perhaps in this season that you're in, in winter, you may be surprised by a fruit that you sown a while back. You know, a word of encouragement that you watered over someone. Maybe it's going to be now that you're going to see that fruit come out. Because the thing is, we were neglecting it, but something was still happening. It was still growing. And we've got a God with an army of angels who are intercepting on our behalf. And um, every day, every day, the one thing that I've learned with that is that we need to stop, we need to stop wondering and stop being too concerned about the growing, about the outcome. And we need to just be concerned with the one thing we can always do, which is plant seeds and water seeds. And in Paul actually uh, puts it this way. And it's become very quickly one of my favorite scriptures. Um, he was writing to the church in Corinth. And there was a misunderstanding at the time where some people were choosing Apollo. The other another group was choosing Paul. And, and, they were, and they were basically divided. And one of the things that um, Paul said in the letter was, it doesn't matter. Some will plant a seed. And perhaps it was Paul that planted a seed on one of, one of his visits to the church. And then later on, Apollo was watering that. But ultimately, God is the one that brings forth the growth. And very often when it comes to just being um, generous and when it comes to just stepping out in faith, we're so concerned with with the outcome, with the end product, when God is in fact just calling us to plant seeds and watered seeds. And so again, on that scripture that I just read, what Jesus is actually saying is He's called us out to be co-labor with Him. He didn't call us out to be God with Him. He didn't call us out to actually be determining the outcome of things with Him. That's Him. He is God. But what He has called us is to co-labor. is to plant seeds and to water seeds. It's to give a word of encouragement. It's to plant a seed of hope. Is to partner up with Him in whatever it is that He is asking you to step into. Are we speaking life or death? Or are we too concerned with the outcome? Choose to always speak life. Be more concerned with the opportunities that God is laying before you. To be seed planters and garden waters. Water, I don't know. Just plant seeds and water seeds, guys. You know, seeds of kindness, seeds of love, words of encouragement, seeds of time. And that's where being generous with our time, talent, and treasure comes in. Where are we planting those? Are we planting time into people's life? Are we sharing our talents with people? See, I was having a conversation with Raquel just the other day. And um, it was a challenging conversation to actually have. She, she shared a conversation that she was having with someone else about a topic. And that topic just really hit me. Because the topic was um, about where, we, where, they were, where that person, or in Raquel, they were just talking about um, the prime time. And and what they were doing with their prime time. And and for me, that's really challenging. And the whole conversation just sort of like really opened my eyes. Because where is it that we actually spend in our prime time during the day? Is it at work? Is it consumed with with mundane stuff? Or is our prime time being dedicated to something that will be planting a seed and watering a seed? Where is our prime time being spent? For me, that is challenging because when it comes to um, sowing treasure, I believe that um, God has taken a hold of of my life to a point that I feel comfortable with. But then when it comes to time, I find that it's harder. What I have to actually do now is focus on my time. Again, are we just sowing one type of seed? Or are we actually being generous across the board, time, talent, and treasure? We can identify that, yes, I've been called to this. But yes, God has also given you this type of seeds. So is your prime time kingdom focus? See, Matthew 6 puts it this way. Seek first the kingdom of God. Above all else. And live righteously. And He will give you everything you need. I remember one of the, one, one, a time when I was at university not long ago. But um, <laughs> and I was one of those late ones. But um, I remember that we had an NLT tour coming through. And we have an LT tour coming through now. And um, I felt that I, I wanted to go. It was a Monday and I felt like called to actually attend. And of course, um, being a student, I was like, uh oh, I've got an exam on Wednesday. And this was the whole day on Monday. And it was Wednesday morning. So theoretically I had Monday and Tuesday to study. And I needed to study, trust me. Um, and so for me it was really hard. And so my excuse was I'm gonna ask Pastor Well, he's gonna give me some wisdom. Right? He's a pastor, he's gonna say, Oh, will study, you know, do do do, do the due diligent part, you know, study and and, and do your stuff, and I'll will come about next year again. But no, one of the things that he said was, Oh, I don't know, come in the morning, study in the afternoon, do half a day. I was like, Oh, I can't do that. And so I came out, a half a day became a full day because God was doing something. And so instead of spending a half a day here, spend the whole day. But then I just felt, you know, that was the right thing to do. That was the thing that God laid in my heart on a Sunday night and I made a decision to go. I was there. God did did stuff. And um, on Monday, I studied hard. But I remember throughout my whole study, it wasn't only that occasion. Every single time when I grabbed a pile of paperwork, this thick of just notes to read through. As I read through them, God would highlight to me areas that I would basically put a sticky note on. And then I would just go back to those areas and I would just focus on them. And fair enough, every single time I sat in front of an exam paper, those answers were there. It were exact questions that I had highlighted the answers for. You know, that is what? Bringing first the kingdom of God. Putting that first in your life. So there is no excuse. If you're studying, make time. Make time. Make time to seek first God. And His Word says that if you do that in faith, don't do that and then simply slack off. No, if you do that in faith and then you go and you study, God is faithful. He always is. And you'll be surprised. You will be surprised. When it comes to being generous, I think it's quite easy to be concerned with the growing part. Particularly when it comes to time and treasure. Because we think we know better. We are, we are always, always assessing the situation. Is this worth my time? Is this worth the money? Is this, is this actually going further? Is this doing this? Is this doing that? When God is really just asking us to sow or to Water. You know, I love, I love the at Equippers, generosity is a seed that we always choose to actually sow. I love it. I love it though, Pastor Will is often handing out shell tickets, you know, because, what well, we're believing in people. We want to take people to that space because that's where, whenever there's a group of people coming together to worship God, something amazing happens. And that's why Sunday night church is so important. Yeah, we can worship God in our private, in our personal life. And I pray that we're all doing that. But as we come together, as we create an atmosphere, things shift. You know, your faith aligned with my faith does something. And so, we are always for people. You know, when guest speakers come, come in, we are always honoring them. And we do that. We do that because we make a conscious choice of always... Sowing seeds of generosity. And so again, we're going to have guest speakers coming in, you know, through the life of the church in July. And now in June with Pastor, with Pastor Bruce and, and Pastor Helen. There is an opportunity. We as a church, we will always plant seeds. But you can always be part of that seed planting. You know, don't, don't, don't take that for granted. Always, always be on be Ready. So my question tonight is, what area? Why, what area is God challenging you to sow seeds and water seeds? You know, I pray that as I, I share some, some of these things, that the Holy Spirit is just highlighting to you. Is it time or talent or treasure this season? or All three. You know, I will. I will unashamedly share on an area of my life that I, I personally believe that it's one of the areas that God has called me on into. And so I'll, I'll probably speak a little bit into the whole treasure part rather than on the other areas, basically because I feel that that's where God has placed a grace over my life. And so I pray that as I share my testimony in their area, that God is, is showing you what He has fitted on you and and, that you it's not about doing what others are doing but rather actually identifying what is it God what is it that you're asking of me to step into you know and I pray that that's what this will do you simply stir something in you to go to God and ask what is it that he has for you and so my revelation comes out of Matthew 25 and that's my second scripture for tonight and again I'll, I'll I can't emphasize any more that this is my own personal revelation for this. And Matthew 25 says, it's also, and again, I chose the message just because it gives a, a really interesting perspective into it. It's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To one, he gave $5,000. $5, to another, 2000 To a third one, 1000 Depending on their abilities, God will always ask of you what He's already given you. It's according to your ability. So if you're feeling prompted to do something for God, to step out in faith, you should not question it. Because again, it is according to your ability. Then he left right off. The first servant went to work and doubled his master's investment. The second one did the same. But the man with the single thousand dug dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. The, the one giving $5,000 showed him how he had doubled his investment. His, master's, his master com- commanded him, Good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant with the 2,000... Sh- showed how he also had doubled his master's investment. His master commended him, good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant given 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways that you demanded the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you. So I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound, down to the last cent. Look at the uh, other master's reply. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest." Take the thousand and give it to the one who risks the most. And get rid of this. Play it safe. Who won't go out, of, out on a limb. Throw him out into outer darkness. That's it. Which one is that? <laughs> I think the team just got too excited on that one. See, I, I actually found so powerful... Um, elements on that scripture that i want to highlight the first one is that god wants us to do something he's given you seeds just do something don't not do anything just do something whatever it is whatever it is just do it and the second thing That I felt God saying to me on that scripture is that whatever you do, know that at the end of the day, a hundred percent is still his. Because the first servant didn't give the increase. He didn't even give the 10% of the increase. Neither did the second or the third. They all returned a hundred percent back to the farmer. See, I believe tithing 10% of our increase is just a step of obedience that reminds us to put God first. That's all it does. It's a step of obedience that reminds us to put God first. But ultimately, we need to know that it is 100% His. Our time, 24 hours a day, it's still 100% His. Our talents, whatever it is, it's still 100% His. Our treasure, however much that is, it's still 100% His. But still do something with it. Don't play it safe. I love how He says, and the the third servant didn't go on a limb. Didn't. Actually, action faith. The first two just went for it. Element of faith. It just believed and did something with it, knowing that something was going to happen. Where the third one didn't exercise faith. See, do we, get, do we carry a conviction that good stewardship is actually... Responding to whatever it is that God lays in front of us, whatever challenge, however difficult it is, because at the end of the day, he has equipped you. He has fitted something uniquely on you. So you are able to do, you are able to outwork. All we need is faith. See, the seed that he asks of us, he's already given it to us. We just need to have a surrendered soil that is listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Because I believe that as we have a surrendered soil, like what Pastor Desiree preached this morning, we are then able to hear God. We are able to hear the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And we can then respond. Again, I get often reminded during my frantic day, running around from here to there. I try to make space for everything. But at the end of the day, the question that got me the other day is, what am I spending my prime time on? Am I actually making the right allowances for coffee with people? I mean, that's not difficult, is it? Having coffee with people. That's actually quite pleasant, quite enjoyable. What is difficult is getting through the day-to-day stuff, having had that coffee, right? Exercise faith. Put some some parameters in place. Put some planning in place. But don't neglect the coffee because of everything else. And often that's what we do. I know that's what I do at times. And we just need to, again... Are we putting the kingdom of God first? Are we putting people first? God will only ask us to plant and water seeds. But he will always ask us to plant and water seeds on the most uncomfortable of times. I remember I was running through the supermarket, grabbing stuff because we were heading to our e-group and and we were in town and we needed to be home. And as I sort of raced through, I saw someone on the corner of my eye. And I just sort of, I almost, yeah, I acknowledged that he was there internally and I kept going. Because I I, I easily justified. I was late. I needed to go home. I had a good reason. E-group. Right? No, I felt God just say, no, 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 go back. Go back. Purposely look for that person and say hi. And as I did that, he opened up. He said that uh, some stuff was happening. And I was actually able to pray for that person later on, you know, in my prayers. And I was actually able to share with him a little bit of of time, five minutes. What does that do? At the end of the day, I wasn't late to my e-group either. (laughs) Because everything comes together. Everything comes together if we are not too concerned with the result. But we are only concerned with the planting of seeds and watering those seeds. You see, I remember three different occasions where we were believing for something beyond our wildest dreams, Raquel and I. And this is where my personal testimony comes into play. Uh, and I will share this again. It is in the in the area of treasure, but I believe it, can, it applies in any area of our lives and, and and I pray that God is highlighting what areas in your life. He wants you to take those steps of faith. but um, a few years ago, about three three years ago, we were thinking about buying a business, and we were settled at buying a business, and we had a date um, for the closing of that business. Um, But our previous experience showed us that um, we were going to have problems buying the business um, because of banking finances. And that we already had been uh, in a process with a lesser amount where we we weren't given the finance on having had a percentage of deposit. At the time was I think 20% of of an amount that was less. This time we already had a date for closing and the amount was larger. And I remember that on leading up today, it must have been June, um, because it was a revolution tour in town. And I was in the foyer serving as a hosting team. And as Pastor Reggie Debs were, was on this stage preaching, I just felt God speaking to me and saying, that is a seed that you need to water. Because he's got an anointing that... I'm using, that I can use to reach the youth. And so I just felt to actually water that seed. But at the time, it was an amount that I was like, No, God, I can't water with that much water. We're in drought. We're actually in drought here. But now God asked of an amount that was absurd. And I was just, uh, I have to share that with Raquel first. Like Pastor Will, remember the Pastor Will um, example? Hopefully, he'll talk me down. Hopefully, Raquel will talk me down. So, I'm going to share the amount with Raquel, and maybe she'll say no. And then, and then I shared with Raquel. She just looked with me. with, What? But it settled in her spirit. She said, yeah, let's go for it. The moral of the story is that we had the business. It was closing in August, first of August. This was June. The amount was higher than the previous time. Previous time we had twenty percent of a lower amount. This time we had none. We had given everything away, in a way. God, how is this going to happen? It did. Praise the Lord! You know we got basically a hundred percent of the the money that we needed when at the, at that earlier time we weren't able to get 80% of a lesser amount how how does that work I don't know God knows work work the result God it's not to me to work the result it's to me to plant seeds it's to me to water seeds and God will bring the result and then I remember that I, we, we often share this because, again, this is to give God the glory. You know, at the, at the end of the whole transaction, we actually ended up having money in, on our account. We actually were, you know, with, a, with money in our account that did not belong to a loan that was given to us for, for various reasons. You know, and called an insurance company for a certificate of currency, and they said, "Oh, you've been paying insurance on a rental property that you actually rented, and you had content insurance on for the last four years." I was like, "Oh, but I moved. I should have transferred that." No, God was somehow, some way, putting some savings aside, and I wasn't aware of. <laughs> so they got fully credited back to us. The bank decided to do an audit and decided that we were paying on bank services, service fees when we weren't supposed to. And there goes more money back into our account. I just know that at the end of, of that week, we actually were cash positive. And that was just amazing. You know, again, another occasion... We were um, at Shout two years ago, and we had a desire to, you know, um, we had bought a, a business, we had a vision for the business, and we wanted to actually um, make our dream um, sort of feed out in our dream business. You know, we had bought the business, now it's time to redevelop the business, and, and that was an amount that was, you know, again, unthought of to us. And I remember we were at Shout, and God landed a number in our hearts. And uh, the first night, I didn't action that number. And so we ended up giving more, you know, because I said, now God, uh, I have to check with Raquel first. <laughs> so here's the lesser amount for night one, you know. But then as, as, I, as we got home, and, I mean, to the hotel, and we started to talk and share. And I said, Raquel, this is what God, you know, landed in my heart. What do you think? And she's like, oh, me too. And so we outworked that amount, plus the first night, which was just, you know, on something out of our disobedience, you know. But um, because we did an action, faith, when we first we ended up giving more. But here's the, here's the thing. I remember that at that year, we were actually chatting with the architect on the round table. And Raquel and I were next to each other on a lunch break. And as we were chatting with the architect, we were talking about the... Building consent coming through and they breaking ground on on the construction work. And inside of us, we were looking at each other saying, What have we got ourselves into? He thinks everything is all right. He thinks the money is there for this. He thinks we've got everything lined up and it's just break ground and start building. Little does he know that we can pull the plug at any moment because this is actually a step of faith and we're not relying on ourselves. We're relying on God coming through. And as we sat there, we were both just, because I was expecting a call from my bank manager, we were both there waiting for the phone to ring to just give us that peace of mind that, yes, you'll be all right. But the phone didn't ring that day. And um, we continued on on that journey. And the project ended up costing um, more than we had anticipated when we first started. And we knew that as we developed the the project. And then we just were getting more anxious and anxious as as it went. Because we knew that it was beyond our wildest dream. But you know, again, God came through. Because He always does. He's a faithful God. As we take steps of faith, on the other side of that is God's provision. And we were able again to attain something that I still get amazed, you know. Because God chooses to outwork His plans through us. And there, I just pray for for God to give us wisdom to be able to continue to trust Him. But you see, that led us to the third part. Because here's the thing. A testimony should lead us to a conviction. I remember Abraham. When, Abraham, when God asked of Abraham to s- sacrifice the seed that he was given, the seed on which a generation would come from, Abraham did not hesitate Abraham got up early in the morning, settled up the donkey with fire, with wood for the, for the altar, took the, his son Isaac, and he went. He went. He knew that God was going to provide. Why? Because the first promise had been fulfilled. God had promised that he would be a child with Sarah in an old age. And he did. So that was his testimony. If God did it once, he can do it again. And so I pray that, you know, the small testimonies that we have would build into a conviction that will lead us to take bolder steps of faith. Not that it would keep us going backwards, not that it would push us forward. And so when it came to shout last year, we set our hearts in our hearts that we wouldn't give an offering that was lower than last year. Simply because, God, you've called us into this area. You called us into this mountain. You are outworking this in our lives. It's not for us to simply now hold back from you. Now we are planting seeds. Now we are purposefully planting seeds. And so I pray that that's that's what God does in in your walk. At first, it's the happy scary moments where you... God is saying for me to do it, but I'm not too sure. And then we take that, a small testimony. And then we take another one, a larger testimony. But let that lead us into a place of actually being purposeful in planting seeds forward. Because at the end of the day, like the parable of the good stewardship... It's about returning everything to God. It's about returning everything to Him, no matter what. And again, if our response to those moments doesn't lead to, lead to anything, can you remember the apple tree moment? Can you remember the apple tree example that I, I brought? Something is still happening. God is still doing something. You may have planted and not seen results. That's not to say that there hasn't been results. You may have watered and not seen results. But that's not to say that God is not doing something. God is always at work. He's always moving. He's always taking what we plant and doing something great with it. You see, the farmer rebuked the servant not for having lost, not for having returned back the 100%. He rebuked him for an inaction, rebuked him for his laziness, the fear of sowing, the fear of stepping out in faith, or in this case of investing the master's money. See, the lack of action will lead us to lose everything. Whatever he had, the thousand that he had was taken away and given to someone else. We need to get into a place with every area of our lives, time, talent and treasure, to a place of trust in God take those bold steps of faith knowing that God is always in the business of redeeming everything we do perhaps you're in this place today and you're finding yourself reasoning the promptings of the Holy Spirit for you to do something You see, things that God lays in our hearts are never meant to be reasoned with because by nature, they will be countercultural. cultural. They will go against our humanity. They will challenge us to rely on God. So reasoning those promptings will not lead us to taking a step of faith. But I pray that we would take those promptings not with a reasoning approach but with a surrendering approach and just seek God for strength and for more faith to take those actions you know shout is around the corner maybe you've wanted to go by for a whatever reason you're just again reasoning now going just take it to God and say God I'm going to lay something I'm going to lay a seed I'm going to do something just do the rest and take that step An LT tour is coming through again another opportunity to sow time you know sowing your talents Just being generous. If I can invite everyone to just stand up and I'll invite the team to also come up. We'll wrap up. As a community of people that know the love of God. Let's live an outrageous ridiculous life of faith. Let's not be stingy with our time. Let us not be stingy with our talents. Let us not be stingy with our treasure. Because at the end of the day, it's all His. He gives us the breath for everyday life. Time is in His hands. The way that He has fashioned you, the talents He's placed over your life, it's His. He did it for a purpose. He did it for a mission that fits you specifically. And if, if He has entrusted you with treasure, which He has. Every one of us has got treasure. Every one of us has got an amount of treasure. And like the first scripture that I read, start with little. Start with little. He'll give you more when He needs to ask you for more. Start with little. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you are with us. We thank you, Lord, that you're the one that enable us, Lord God, that you... Father, you have fashioned us, you have created us, God, unique. And Lord, inside of us, you've given us, God, each a seed. Lord, seeds to be sown. And Lord, you've given us abilities, God, to outwork your purposes. Father, my prayer tonight is that, Lord, each and every one of us would walk out of this place knowing the Lord, you have given us everything we need. And, Lord God, let faith rise in us faith god to to do the ridiculous the outrageous things you often ask of us they are outrageous god only to our eyes because lord you see everything and as your word says in isaiah lord your thoughts are higher your ways are higher and so lord god if you call it out of us it's because you know It's already there to start with. And so, God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for your peace. Help us, God, in everything we do, we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.